Hello, it's Jennifer, and I thank you for visiting this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the listening prayer process. So when you're ready, make sure you have everything that you need, your Bible, your journal, two colored pens, and a quiet place. Make sure you're in a quiet place so that you can hear and you will not be distracted. Before you start, ask God to sweep your mind from all clutterness, to sweep away all clutterness from your mind. And then also pray and ask the Lord to speak to you through the scripture. Ask the Lord to protect you in the name of Jesus from deception. Ask him to speak clearly in a way that you can understand and to confirm anything he shared with you in scripture. Asking the Lord to um, protect you from deception is very, very important uh, for the listening process, simply because no one is exempt. Satan has access to our minds, and sometimes our minds can override and speak loud, louder than our spirit man. So we uh, don't want to be operating in deception. And when I think about deception, I think about Jesus how he was tempted by the enemy. And in Luke chapter 4, the Bible tells us that Jesus, he was uh, full of the Holy Ghost, and he returned from Jordan, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. He had just returned from a certain place, and he was also led into the wilderness by the Spirit. So it sounds like he was in God's perfect will. But being 40 days tempted of the devil, um, he didn't eat anything. So uh, during that time that he had been fasting, he was being tempted by the devil. And when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, you know, if you be the son of God, you know, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus answered him and, and said, it is written. And he he spoke to the devil what was written in the word of God. And so when Jesus told Satan, it is written, that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God, the devil didn't stop. He took him up to a high mountain, and he showed him a a lot of uh, riches and a lot of things. And he said, "Um, if you'll worship me, I'll give it to you. And Jesus answered and said unto him, "Um, get behind me, Satan. He said, because it's written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. And so um, Satan came back and said, For it is written that God will give his angels charge over you and to keep you. So like I said, Satan knows what is written in the word of God, and sometimes he will use it. So we want to make sure that we're not operating in deception. But here's the the victory of it all. Um, In Luke 4, uh, verse 11, uh, he says, and in their hands, this is what the enemy was telling uh, Jesus. He said, for it is written, he should give you angels charge over thee and to keep thee, and in their hands they should bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And so, yeah, Jesus said, okay, yeah, you know the word, but Jesus came back with him, and he said, and Jesus answering said unto him, it is said, 
Thy shall not tempt the Lord thy God. So we see in Luke chapter 4 that the enemy knows what is written in the word of God, but the enemies don't know what is being said to you by God. So that's the beauty of the listening prayer. Got to listen so that when the enemy comes, you can tell the enemy and your circumstances and your situations what God says. Hallelujah. And no one can override or nullify what God is saying because it's going to be in line with his word um that's why we, we when we first sit down and we're starting the listening process that's the reason why we ask the lord to speak to us through the scriptures and we ask the lord to protect us in jesus name from deception and we ask him to speak clearly in a way that we can understand and to confirm anything he shared with us in scripture so those are key right there praise god now the lord has so much to say to you and i and he, he may direct you to another passage of scripture. Um, just be open because you have your Bible, you have your journal, you have your pens, and you can jot down uh, whatever you feel he may be saying to you. Now, this process of listening may feel awkward and possibly presumptuous, but the most important thing is that you're giving God the opportunity to speak to you. And this will stop the one-way monologues that we've had in the past with our Heavenly Father. So that's a blessing. Praise God for that. Okay, so we're going to write down our questions um, for prayer. And this is where we wait and we listen. So by journaling our prayers and our impressions of God's answers, we fine-tune our spiritual ears to better hear him. And writing down our impressions of the Lord's response uh, creates in us an expectancy that he will respond. So it's going to create a uh, expectancy. When we sit down and we start journaling and we write down our questions, um, we have an expectancy to hear from God. So um, that's good because that's going to stir up our faith. And it's going to cause us to find to tune in to the vo to the Lord's voice, and it's going to help us exercise our spiritual gifts. So hearing the voice of God is going to do a lot for us and for our relationship with God. Now, if there's ever a time that we all um, that all we hear from God is silence, <laughs> and I'm going to say that again. Because I think we've all experienced that, and we might even experience it in the future. But if we prepared ourselves and we sit down and we don't hear anything, it's just silence. Occasionally, this is because the last time God spoke to us, we ignored him. Willfully going on about our own way. So um, that's why it's always good to do a heart check, to ask God to... Um, protect us from deception, because we can, you know, we can go off on our own uh, intellect. So occasionally, this is because the last time God spoke, we did, we ignored him, we didn't obey him, and that's why we have the silence. Okay, and what this does, it puts uh, distance between us and God, and it can uh, get in the way of our listening prayer if there's a great distance. So our sin, and sin is simply missing the mark. 
sin is not just chewing and smoking and sex and, and partying and loose living. Um, sin is missing the mark. Okay, so our sin can quench the spirit. But if we open ourselves up to God, we will, he will show us, and we can be restored in our personal relationship with him. All right, so if this is the case, if you are experiencing silence from God, just pray. So, Lord, please show me anything that has put distance between us. Just a simple prayer. God, show me anything that has put distance between us. And then you wait to see what God brings to your mind. God will show you. He's not withholding anything from you. If we missed it and we sincerely want to know where we missed him, he'll show us. And when he does, write it down in your journal what he shows you. And then take your other pen, your other colored pen, and write a prayer of repentance to him. And if God is showing you where you missed it, then you go ahead and write a, a prayer of repentance. And repentance is turning away from that. You know, it, it's like t- turning away, putting your back to what you've done, and you're walking away from it. And you're telling God, you know, I, I don't intentionally want to do that again. So I'm repenting, and I'm turning away from that way of doing things. Okay, and so uh, this is just um, uh, a good way to keep us in line to hearing the voice of God. And if you felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit and you recorded, um, you've begun a dialogue with God, you know, because remember you ask God, what what have you done? What have I done? Uh, Where have I missed it? where I can't hear your voice anymore. And God will say, um, he will tell us, God is the truth. He He won't tell us a lie. He'll tell us where we missed it. And even if we don't know we missed it, or if we're not sure how we missed it, or don't don't ever, don't ever try to justify why you missed it. And if you do, it's okay. God can handle it. But um, what it's doing is, it's a first baby step in developing a conversational relationship with the Lord. And you can take your your conversation with God to a whole nother level. So that's what it's all about. And remember um, in the previous podcast uh, episode, I talked about how God said, um, come, come, reason with me. Give me just cause why I shall bless you. That That's, that's dialogue. That's conversation. You know, because um, God is not trying to hold anything uh, over our heads. If we truly talk to him about it and repent and turn away from it, he will restore our relationship and our listening prayer. Now, um, how do we avoid um, mistaking our own thoughts for God's? The answer is, Obviously, it must line up with Scripture. So to avoid mistaking our own thoughts for God's, we have to line up what we think we heard with the Scripture. And that's how we know that it's God and it's not ourselves or the enemy. Now, in First Thessalonians 5.21, it says, Prove all things Hold fast that which is good. So that's how you um, avoid mistaking our own thoughts for God's when we uh, line it up with the scripture. 
Now, we're going to look at a few skip scriptures, I'm sorry, as we um, ask the following questions to clarify if God has spoken. And the first question is, was it clear? Was it a clear word or just an impression? God may give us different degrees of confidence in what he has said. We therefore need to humbly admit our fallibility. And then number two, does it exalt Christ? Number three, is it scriptural? Number four, do other Christians confirm it? Number five, will it produce good fruit? Number six, will it produce spiritual growth? And number seven, does God cause it to actually take place? So, number one, was it a clear word or was it just an impression? That's the first um, question we ask to clarify if God has spoken. And number two, does it exalt Christ? Now, in John chapter 16, let me get there right quick. John chapter 16, and we're going to use, um, we're going to look at a few scriptures today to back up our teaching. Uh, John chapter 16, verse 14, well, let's look at verse 13. It says, and it's in red, so that's Jesus talking. So John chapter 15, 16, beginning with verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall he shall glorify me, for he shall re receive a mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So does it exalt Christ? If it exalts Christ, then that's clarity that God has spoken. Because God is not going to contradict his word. He's not going to tailor it just for your situation. No, the word of God has efficacy all by itself, okay? It's able to withstand any test or trial. The word of God is truth. And and in verse 13, it starts out by saying, how be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. So the Holy Spirit is listening for the voice of God so that he can lead us into all godly wisdom and truth. So does it exalt Christ? That's a clarity question. And number three, is it scripture? Scripture is our authority. God does not contradict himself. Proverbs chapter 30, let's look at that. Proverbs chapter 30. Oh, praise God for his word. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 30. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm turning the pages in my Bible. I love to fill the pages of the Bible. Proverbs chapter 30, uh, verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. So, is it scripture? Scripture is our authority. God does not contradict himself. 
and we just read Proverbs 30, verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Now, do other Christians confirm it? That's another clarity question. Do other Christians confirm it? So in Proverbs chapter 20, it says, uh, Proverbs 20, verse 18, hallelujah. It says, every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice, make war. So Proverbs um, chapter 20 um, shows us um, that confirmation, confirmation. We always need confirmation. If God spoke at one time, he could speak it again through other means. So do other Christians confirm it? And you don't have to go and share with them what you've heard. You can hold it, and God will always confirm what he has spoken to you just for clarity. And number five, will it produce good fruit? Now we're going to look at John chapter 15, and you might want to read the entire chapter of John 15, uh, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to read um, a couple of verses out of uh, John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And we're talking about clear. We're trying to clarify if God has spoken. And so we said, was it a clear word? Does it exalt Christ? Is it scripture? Do other Christians confirm it? And now we're asking the question, will it produce good fruit? Um, John 15, verse 1, it's in red. Jesus is speaking. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Okay? So um, the word that I've heard. Will it produce um, good fruit based on John 15? Um, The next question, will it produce spiritual growth? And let's look at John 11. John 11, verses 41 and 42. Praise God. John 11, verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. So Jesus um, is in the midst of raising Lazarus from the dead uh, in that passage of Scripture. And uh, the question is, will it produce spiritual growth? Um And Jesus said, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. So Jesus has already exercised his faith before he asked the Father. So remember, we talked a little bit about how the relationship grows when you hear the voice of God, you act on it. It uh, it helps you with your spiritual gifts. Um, It develops and it uh, grows our relationship with God. And then the last question is, does God cause it? Um, I'm going to read one more scripture, um, one more scripture concerning will it will it produce spiritual growth? I want to look at Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55. Um, will it produce spiritual growth? Isaiah 55. Let's look at that. Isaiah 55 verse 10. Let's look at that. Um, 
For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and return not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Um, it's going to go into our next question. Does God cause it to actually take place? Uh, verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So um, those are the questions that you ask, um, that you that you look for uh, once you've written down what God is saying. And the way to judge that and to get clarity um, is to see if it's a clear word, see if it exalts Christ, see if it's scripture. See if other Christians confirm it. See if it's going to produce good fruit. See if it's going to produce spiritual growth. And um, does God actually um, cause it to take place? So after you've clarified whether God has spoken, you must be very careful with what he has said. Um, is your understanding of his uh, meaning accurate? So the actual words of God um, has spoken to your heart. It may be accurate, but your interpretation may be incorrect. So we got to distinguish between the two. And then the word of God and, and the interpretation might be correct, correct, but maybe we misapplied it. So we may miss God and any of the three critical steps. So hearing what he said, interpreting it, and applying it to our lives. So um, after we've clarified whether God has spoken, um, we got to make sure that our understanding is accurate and our interpretation is correct. And then we have to make sure that we apply what God is saying to our lives, okay? Because what God speaks to you is for you. Now, later on, after you overcome and you get the victory, um, God might use you to share that with somebody else who might be going through similar things, you know, because the word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So, um that's how we clarify what the Lord has spoken to us. Um, let's close with this scripture to meditate on. And it's found in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19. And just a, a, a fraction of that scripture I'm going to pull out. Um, actually, I'm going to read the whole scripture, um, but it's just one portion of it that I want to want you to meditate on, and then um, we will close out for today. Isaiah chapter, let me get that real quick, Isaiah chapter 8, Isaiah chapter 8, Isaiah chapter 8. And it's verse 19. Um, I, I mean, this, this scripture right here is just so loaded, and that's why I want you to meditate on a portion of it. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19 says, um, you know what? It starts out with and, but I don't like to um, just start 
with and. I want to see what verse 18 says and how that's a conjunction. Uh, Behold, I am in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord have given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Okay, so I want you to meditate on just this portion, should not a people inquire of their God, talking about you and I. So if people in the rural, people who are spiritually dead, who are not born again, if they are seeking familiar spirits trying to get an answer or they're looking to wizards and soothsayers that uh, that's peeping and they're, they're just familiar spirits, um, he says, should not a people seek unto their God? So you're of God, the true and living God. You can seek after your God. This is not a mystery. This is not for them to get to um do uh to gain from it. It's gainsaying. This is not for them. You as God's people, the true and living God, you can seek after your God for answers. You don't have to go to other people and pay them to seek a God for you. You don't need a medium. No, all you need is a relationship with God. Amen. And you need a listening prayer. Amen. Because God will not withhold anything from you if you love him and you walk upright. Amen. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. And I look forward to our next episode. As always, stay well and blessed. Bye-bye.